0: Hi my name is Tracy and I just completed 90 day tithe challenge so I started the challenge October 1st and ironically uh, October 30th I was terminated from my job and uh, but I now can see that it really was um, God's blessing to keep me in my job as I prepared financially uh, to get myself in better order and also the termination I believe was God's timing because even though it's less money coming in every month I'm able to focus now more on my uh, nursing school it was really a blessing and that I received by being terminated of all things. Um, I continue my tithe throughout the 90 days because I am committed to that and and, uh, um, saw many blessings through that time, not just the financial, but I've had Uh, improvements in my health, I've uh, had some weight loss, and my physical and lab works were like better than they've been in decades and um, it's it's hard to believe in some ways but on the other hand I know why because of my commitment to putting God first. Um, So if you consider starting to tithe it really is doable It's a commitment not only to God, but really to yourself to um, make your life better as well, because even paying that 10% off the top, um, I still found that I had enough to do everything that I needed to do, so it really is worth it. And um, uh, I encourage everyone to, to make that commitment.
1: You know, I love the song that the the band did right before that testimony. I absolutely love it because it it said in those words that um, even if God doesn't move the mountains, even if it doesn't seem like he's moving in our life, we're going to remain to trust in him, that we're going to trust in him. And he always proves himself faithful. You know, um, that, in that testimony that, that Tracy just shared with us, um, you know, she accepted the 90-day tithe challenge, and there's some uncertainty that went along with that, and, and some things happened in her, her life that, that uh, probably even caused some more doubt and uncertainty at that when, with the loss of a job. But yet, she was able to still commit to that and to trust in God, and the many blessings came out of that. You see, we live in a very uncertain world, it, you're never quite sure what you're going to face when we turn on the news every every day. You, you, we've seen the economy over the past decade take a huge uh, hit, and and you know that makes us uncertain with our investments and our four hundred one ks and and what we're going to do with our finances. You know we truly try hard to do things right financially to, to provide security for ourselves for the future. Some of us put our trust into the investing into the stock market and. We know how that can go up and down, and I mean, even looking at how the 2016 started off on the first day of the market, when it came down to the closing, it was at zero. So we were anticipating what that next day would be um, as the market got going. We live with this uncertainty, and we want to find hope for the future, so um, we stand in long lines and hope to put our hope and trust into some of the most uncertain things of all, the Powerball drawing. This is, a, this is a Casino Asale of Las Vegas, and people were waiting for hours to get there. Do you know how many lotto tickets were purchased this past week between, before last uh, Wednesday? I'm going to let you know. This is crazy. 635,103,137 Powerball tickets purchased. This past week, some reports were saying on the national average that over 6,000 tickets between the hours of 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. this past Wednesday, over 6,000 tickets were being purchased every minute. And out of all those tickets sold, there were only three Powerball jackpot winners last Wednesday. And then that left with some people reaching some sum of money, around 26,110,643 people that, that won anywhere from a, around $2 and above. Now, 26 million people seems like a lot, but when you look at it, when you compare that to the 600-plus million that purchased tickets, it's not a whole lot of people. And, and, we, and, and that means that there was over 6 million people that had purchased tickets that were left with nothing. I mean, it was crazy. Even last night I got on Facebook, and I think you probably probably maybe seen the story. Some lady purchased so many tickets that she wiped out her bank account, and now she started a GoFundMe page on, on Facebook account, and she's getting that. She was uncertain about it, trying to put her hope and trust in there. But today, I want to put to rest the uncertain feelings you have when it comes to money, I want to let you know where you can make a choice that even though maybe a little uncertain at the, at the beginning of the start, you're going to be able to trust in the certainty of where it comes from. When it comes to the giving of our money to things, especially referring to today's, the big word is the tithe, and I know some of that you're already like checking out. You're ready to get up out of your seat and walk out because here's a pastor talking about money and giving. I'm asking you right now just to sit down, sit tight, and, and to really dive into what God is asking when it comes to the tithe. It's not the church asking for this. It's God's asking for the tithe and what we're gonna get into. You see, making a decision to tithe is one that is in our lives that, that will help us carry on with what Buddy's message was last week. See, Buddy talked about the uncertainty in the, making that choice in that relationship with Jesus and God and walking that road. And when we make that choice, that it's walking the narrow road. Well, today is another choice that we make that's probably usually one of the last choices we make as a, as a believer in Christ, that we're gonna put our trust in him completely and so that before we start to give that spiritual discipline of tithing and giving, it's just that it really keeps us on that narrow road. Now, I don't wanna say this too badly because, I mean, last time Buddy gave a message like this, he gave this example and this happened to him, but he said that when you give, when you start to commit to that, that something probably is gonna try to, try to take you off course with that. For him, it was his water heater. If you remember the message, he said someone's water heater is going to go out while well, he went home and his, flood, his basement was flooded and, and, and there. But yet he didn't waver in what his giving and commitment to God is and he's still been blessed. So some of us may do that but that's the enemy's way of trying to take our focus off of that of the narrow road and putting it back on the wide road of that of the world. You see, I can see Marie back there but, and, and that could be my problem. Hey Marie, and, but yet, oh, I can't see her anymore. Remember that Lane gave us this illustration. The Christmas tree was in the back, and I could block out Marie. Marie um, is, where maybe is an example of a blessing. She is a blessing in my life, but you know, when I focus on the circumstances right here in front of me, I can't see her anymore, and it puts me back on the path of the, narrow, of the wide road. But when I can focus back on the narrow road, it keeps me in a straight line with those blessings God has. See, when it comes to money and and God, it's a very important thing. It's so important that it's probably the most mentioned thing in the Bible. One in every eight verses of the Bible deals with finances or money. Why, then, is God so consumed with with money? Because it's the very last thing that we give of our heart. Where we put our wealth, where we put our treasure is where our hearts are. Where we're putting our finances is a good indication of where we're putting our priorities in life and, and where we're truly worshiping. If you were to open your checkbook and you could see where your money's going, you'd see maybe where your priorities are with your finances. It's that last thing that we're willing to lay down. But here's what we, can, we know about our riches. In Proverbs 11:4, 4, it says, Your riches won't help you on judgment day. Only your righteousness counts then. Well, what's our righteousness? It's that living holy life before God. It's making those choices that continue to walk the narrow path. It's that that counts when it comes down to judgment day. When we're standing before God, did we accept his son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior? And then after that, did we commit to move beyond that to continue to walk the narrow path to make the choices? Proverbs eleven twenty eight says, those who trust their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. When we put our trust in God, when we follow his path, his commands will be made right. Malachi, I love the book of Malachi, and this is the, it talks in this. It says, Malachi, it says, 310, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be food enough in my temple. If you do that, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great that you won't have room enough to take it in. I'm going to read some testimonies here in just a little bit, and it's going to talk about some of these window-opening blessings. You know, um, in other translations of the Bible, this is, it talks about opening the floodgates of heaven. Now, there's only one other time in the Bible that opening the floodgates of heaven is mentioned. Do you want to take a guess at when that is? The story of Noah, when he opened the floodgates of heaven to flood the earth. Now, when we think about the, the immensity of that, the world being flooded by the floodgates of heaven opening up, now we're equating it to that of the blessings that God wants to have for us because of our willingness to obey him and tithe. And tithe. He says to test him in this and see if he won't prove himself. When we're not tithing, it says in a few verses before this, and I think Malachi 3.8, it will say in there that, that when we're not tithing, we're actually robbing that of God. Do we want to be known as that who is robbing God? Because then really, when ultimately, when we're robbing God, we're robbing ourselves of the blessings that come with that of tithing. Why is money so important to God? Because it shows where the heart of man is. Your, if your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too, is what it says in um, Matthew. Well, what's the tithe? What is the tithe? If you're using this word, the tithe, you know, I, you know, I give. I give to the, the, the beggar I see on the street. I give to the, to the Salvation Army as I came out and did my Christmas shopping at Walmart, and they're ringing the bell, and I give there, and, and that's all good. God wants us to do that. He wants us to take care of the poor. He wants us to take care of the widow, the sick, and all those things. He tells us that. But we have to take it. This is a commitment back to him, to give him back what that is what he's already blessed us with. You see, everything we have has been given to us by God. 100% of your income that you receive on your paycheck is that which is what's given to you by God. And what God's saying is, "Okay, I want you to give to me back one tenth, a tithe, off the top, from the very beginning, to tithe back to me, so that I can continue to bless other people and to do the work and bless your life." It's, it's a, a command that he gave to the, to, um, in the time of Moses. In Hebrews 7, 5, it says, The descendants of Levi, who, who the Levites were the priests, it says, Who were given the commandment in the law of Moses to collect one-tenth of the income of the tribes, all the tribes of Israel. And they were to collect it, bring it in, so that there was that that was needed to be able to reach out into our community. When you it to Salem Fields, it's, you're, you're helping the electricity stay on. So not only that we can come and enjoy the worship here this weekend, but yet for all those that use our building throughout the week. Homeschool groups, group, double-dutch jump rope groups, um, there's uh, Girl Scouts. There's all kinds of people that use this building every week. Uh, Tuesday mornings in the cafe. There's a men's group that comes from the community and just to have coffee and to gather to be able to talk. And when we give in our tithe, it helps to be able to create that environment. And from that, there are people that have then come from those things of using the building to come here and sit in the in the seats and here, and they've accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So when you tithe, it's helping to make those things happen. So therefore, when you tithe, you have the investment in part of that person's life that accepted Jesus Christ. Your part is in that. Your tithe is going to help children in Africa have food, to have support two soccer teams in Nigeria. Your tithe is to help those out of Livingston and, and the, the outreaches we do there. It's because we bring it into the storehouse so that the, the storehouse, the managers of the storehouse, the pastors, and, and, and the people here, the leaders, can decide then how to help the community and reach back out into the community with those, with those blessings. That's what the tithe is. It's that first 10% of that which God's given you. You know why it was the 10%? Because we all have 10 fingers. So it's easy for us to figure out what 10% is, right? Right? just take one finger away and that still leaves me with 90. Nine fingers left. So I have 90% of what God's already blessed me of 100%. He's still giving me 90% to do it. All he's asking for is one one finger. One one tenth of all that he's given me to give back to him so that his his ministry can be carried out in the world. Didn't know I was a good math teacher, did you? (laughs) Why should I tithe? Because that's is a question that, that goes on in our minds, and you are maybe sitting there. Isn't this, you know, you're mentioning, Jason, the, the, the words of God in the book of Malachi, which is an Old Testament book. So isn't this just an Old Testament thing? No, it's a New Testament thing. You see, Jesus assumed the old laws, and he knew, he wasn't here to do away with the old laws, but he was here to then take it a step further and say that I want all of Everything. I want all of your possessions, I want all of you to show your obedience to God. You see, the story of the rich young ruler in Matthew 19 um, talks about this. Here's this young guy who's got an immense amount of wealth. And he's like, I want to be with you. I want to follow you. When we say that, do we, are we willing to, we're counting the cost, the choice, and, and, and the rich young ruler, and he says, I don't commit adultery. I, I'm not doing these things, this list of things or these sins in his life. And Jesus said, I know. But if you want to follow me, go sell all of your possessions and follow me. And the rich young ruler had a, with a solid, sad look on his face. He wanted to, he turned and he walked away. He decided not to follow Jesus. His disciples looked at him and he said, what, what's this mean? And, and, and they, Jesus said to them, he said, what this means is that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. That went in our heart there because you can't serve two masters. I, I love this in, in Matthew chapter six nineteen, It says, don't store up treasures here on earth. They will erode away. It may be stolen. Store them up in heaven where they will never lose their value and safe from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. If your eye is pure, there will be sunshine in your soul. But if your eye is clouded with evil thoughts and desires, you're in a deep spiritual darkness. And how deep that darkness can be. You cannot serve two masters. And so much our finances becomes our master. We start to worry about how we're gonna pay things. You know, it comes down to that. When you accept the tithe challenge you, you, and you, you start tithing, yes, there are days when you look at it and like, boy, how am I gonna make this mortgage payment? How am I gonna pay this doctor's bill? Do I pay this doctor's bill or do I tithe? I'll personally testify to the fact that you tithe. And I speak from personal experience. So I had Christian who, wow, I mean, just turned 21 this past week. Um, I know I look good for having a 21-year-old. But, you know, it's amazing. He had a lot of medical complications growing up as a child. We had numerous surgeries that we had to have done on his legs. We had doctor bills coming from UVA Medical Center like crazy. How are we going to pay for it? But yet we never wavered from our tithe. And, and, and there were times we were looking at the banking account we're like, oh, we just don't know how this is gonna work. And we continued to tithe and give faithfully to God. And you know what? One day we were there and it was that, that gut check time. If we make this, we're not gonna be able to pay this bill. Well, wouldn't you know that we had overpaid our UVA medical bill and we tithed? And that next week we opened up our mailbox and we had a reimbursement check from the UVA Medical Center that covered our tithe. Story after story of that. You know, not only that for financial blessing, but that of just being able to survive the blessing. You know, I drive a 2004 Passat. Yes, if you see Cutie Patootie on the road, that's me. Um, <laughs> Jody won't let me change the license plates. They've been hers for, since high school, but I get stuck driving it. She drives the Jeep. I get a lot of winks at the stoplights. <laughs> but you know what? So... So crazy about this car is that it's a 2004. It's you know um, it's running well. I mean, but it's I took it to a mechanic not long ago, and it has a it has a timing belt that's about ready. To, it's starting to fray. And then I was asked the mechanic it's a German car, so it's real expensive to fix. And I'm like, how much is it going to cost? I'm like, I can't fix that. I'll just pray. It that it survives. Well, I buy the parts. I have the actual timing belt in my office, but I'm still trusting God that he's gonna take care of my car. And wouldn't you know, it's been over a year now and my timing belt still hasn't fallen off. I don't need that to happen this, this week. But you know, God's blessed me. My car still runs. I'm able to go and do what I need to do. The blessings are there. It's not just financial, it's my car. He's blessed me with. He's blessed me with my family. You know, with, with a beautiful wife and three awesome children. You know, and their and their health and 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 what's going on there. I mean, it's just amazing what God does. The blessings come. His his, his floodgates have been opened because of our obedience to him and, and, and tithing. You see, God commands us to give him the tithe. He says it. And then he says that I'll test me in it. He says, Bring the tithes into the storehouse. Why do we want to tithe? Because it, 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 it strengthens our faith and it, it shows that we have ownership to God. It strengthens our faith. You know, the testimonies I'm about ready to read here in just a few moments, they talk about that. It strengthens their faith. Yes, there was some uncertainty when committing or, or, or going above and beyond what they were already doing. In their stories, you'll hear this. But yet it's awesome because it strengthened their faith and they are, not, they are on fire. I know these people and I know exactly how they are. They're on fire for God. You know, revival may have started the, in, in a few weeks ago and we would think, oh, the revival services are over. No, they're continuing on. You know, that's what I'm fired up about because God continued to dawn last week with taking us to a a place of, are we willing to really be on revival, on fire, and walk the narrow road, making the choices that are before us? And then this week, he's saying, okay, if you're really committed to that, take it a step further. Are you willing to make that, stay on the narrow road and and commit to tithing to me, giving me first, the first 10% of all I've given you? It will throw our ownership to God and it's gonna strengthen our faith. Here's a testimony that I want to read to you. This is what's awesome. This not only impacts the people here, but it impacts the people who are watching online. And so we have this lady that was watching from Brooklyn, New York, and she sent this testimony into to Buddy and Gay. She says, Dear Buddy and Gay, thank you for starting the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. I hope that you are not offended by my informality with which I address you, but I feel like we are past the formalities now. I generally don't like to jump, off, jump to conclusions, so I'm not trying to, um, and I'll try to refrain from doing that now. But I have to tell you something, it, it, and it was somewhat hard. More than a few things have fallen into place since I began the journey that certainly caused me to just stop and thank God. That he is always with me and is something, is something that I have long been aware of. That he requires us to give as well. I know and have been doing this for a long time. Of course, I give in the most informal ways possible, from beggars on the street to coworkers and friends as they are in need. I believe that these actions added blessings to my life. However, since formally tithing through this challenge, I feel a huge difference. I see God opening doors and making ways for me that I did not seek. He saw my needs, some which I didn't even know I had, and provided for me in in that way. As I said, I do not like to jump to conclusions. I do know that there is blessings. As a, these blessings are a result of tithing instead of events that would just have occurred any other way. Simply put, I believe. I, one can never know about the events along the path not taken. However, I have enough evidence to make me a joyful giver. As I was told by my sister, Tamara Driver, who introduced me to this tithe challenge, I can't get them out of my house fast enough. Wow, she's truly experiencing the joy of giving. Can't get it out of her house fast enough. Respectfully yours, a great sinner, Denise Haggins. Denise, if you're watching online, we thank you for that testimony. That's amazing, the story. She's found the joy of giving because of her obedience. You see, God gives us this into eternity. You know, we we start to worry, we start to worry when it comes to our tithing and what we're gonna do. And and it says if you continue reading in chapter six of Matthew, he says, he says this, so um, it says here, it says, You cannot serve two masters, it's either God or money. For you will hate one and love the other. Or else it's the other way around. Do you love God and hate money? On my counsel, don't worry about the things, food, drink, and clothes, for you have, already have life in a body. They're far more important than what you eat and wear. And he goes on to talk about how he provides for the, that of the sparrow. Won't he continue to, pray, to meet your needs? I will tell you this, that since tithing has been a big portion of our lives, Jody and I's lives, my kids have never gone hungry. They have never gone without clothing and they've never gone without a roof over their head. God says, test me in this, and see if I will not meet your needs. Those are our needs. Sure, do they go without maybe the latest, greatest video games? Those are wants. They're not needs. God provides those needs. You see, when we do this, and we start giving to our tithe, and we believe with our heart, with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're gonna spend eternity in heaven with him. And and when we start giving, this adds up to eternal blessings. It says in in Matthew, it said there, it said, do not store up these treasures here on earth. And the reference is wrong here. It's not chapter 19, it's chapter 6. It says, do not store up these treasures here on earth where they can erode away or be stolen. Store them up in heaven where you will never lose their value from thieves. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. You see, it's easy for us. You've probably seen this illustration I'm going to use now. Um, if you watch it on Facebook by Francis Chan, he's talking about eternity. But I think it goes into talking about our investment. You see, God wants us to spend eternity in life with him. But our lives, we focus so much on our lives. We focus on this much of our life. This is our lifespan right here, this white piece of tape. From the time we are born on this earth to the time we die here on this earth. But then beyond it, there's all this eternity. It goes on and on and on and on and on. You don't see the end. This rope goes back beyond. You can't see the end of it. It goes behind the stage. It it just goes on and on and on and on. But we focus so much on this. And we don't worry about this. But when we make the choice to invest in God, and we start to tithe, our investment starts going into this. We, we we get so wrapped up in our in our lives that we focus on our finances in such a way that we wanna make sure we have the latest, greatest toys and my ropes and a knot. Boats, homes, toys, things that aren't gonna they're not gonna amount to anything beyond earth. We can't take those into heaven. There's a there's a kid's bible story, the song that that talks about um, you know, can I get to heaven in a in a pickup truck or Those things, remember those? You know, but we can't. It stays here. It stops here where the white stops. But yet, our tithe does not. Our investment. We want to put our investment in the stock market? No. Put it in God's market into eternity. Eternal giving, blessings that will go beyond it. Your children, your children's children, your children's children's children, your children's 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 children, because of your faithfulness and giving to them, will receive blessings. Maybe it's their salvation. When you give, it goes into eternal. There'll be people. There'll be people for those that give faithfully to God and tithe faithfully to God. They, they give to God in such a way that, that this down here in eternity, you're down here in this part of the life of eternity, and somebody's gonna come up to you in heaven and say, thank you for giving at Salem Fields Community Church. Thank you for putting God first in your life and giving your tithe. I'm in heaven because of what you gave. I think that's pretty awesome. You know, and, and down here, uh, towards even further down in eternity, another, another person, maybe 500 years into eternity, somebody's gonna come up to you and say, thank you for what you gave. Because of what you gave back then made this person become a pastor 300 years later, and I accepted Christ under their ministry. And it's because of your giving. It just goes on and on and on. It goes into eternal blessings. It goes into the eternal... But yet we want to get wrapped up with like, oh, my goodness, I just don't know if I can do it. And we get focused and trapped on this. But there's so much more beyond, beyond that. You know, I'm going to continue on now with with, with the service, and it's just, we're going to read some stories. I'm going to read to you some stories of some people that accepted and stood up and took the 90-day challenge last time we offered it. You know, Buddy says it a lot, and I love what Buddy says here, When the tithes, If you don't believe in this tithe and you just think it's coming here to pad my paycheck, then go give it to Chancellor Baptist. Go tithe somewhere, to a church somewhere, and see if God will not bless you. But this is what people have found through accepting this. Hi, pastors, Buddy and Gay. Thank you for the encouraging emails over the past few months. I want to start off by stating that I was raised always to tithe 10%, and over the last several years, I have rounded up to the nearest hundred just as an extra offering. Well, this year was especially hard for me at my government job. Back in February 2015, I was overlooked for a promotion that I had been patiently waiting for for over three years. As I started looking for a job elsewhere, rumors started to flying, and I was suddenly shunned by my manager and coworkers. I took this opportunity to fast and lean completely on God. For the last 10 months, I repeatedly studied David, Joseph, and Job. I prayed all day at work, yet I was still miserable and desperate to get out of there. Back in September, my parents mentioned anticipatory tithing. That's a big word. I get tricked up with that one. They have successfully done this three times with their own finances. Tithe on what they want to make and put, God, put their faith in God. I reminded my parents that the government is, continually, is, is in a continuing resolution and we have no budget. Meaning most hiring promotions are frozen until the budget has passed. Shortly after, Pastor Buddy preached on tithing. And that's when I decided to anticipate for a better career and leave the rest to God. As of today, there, are still no, there was still no government budget, but I have been keeping a blessing journal just since the extra tithe two months ago. And here's what I have. Rico got a call, reference check, and an interview at a base closer to home, a job he never even applied for. Mila got her first 100% on her math test. Mila and Max received great Kindergarten and pre-cake first quarter assessments. Mila's stage fright is completely gone and she's able to participate in classroom performance. I'll tell you, Mila was pretty cool. She comes running into this building every weekend and gives pastor buddy a high five or myself a high five I and mean, she can hit hard. <laughs> I know her. I got a bonus at work. Max's little body finally started adjusting to the new preschool schedule. My pickiest eater tried three new foods, look about the blessings. Urology surgery is no longer needed for Max. The neighborhood Bible study was approved for the clubhouse use after several months of asking the HOA. For the first time in a decade, I I had a great visit with my mother-in-law. Mila received a class reward My sister found tenants for her rental unit plus her new house in my neighborhood. My brother's family is expecting a new baby. November 5th, 2015, the manager that has made my job so terrible announced that she quit. Oh, how my cup overflows. Additionally, God's grace graces us with good health and safety to bring us back home together every night. I continue to put God first and fully rely on him I'm grateful for your tithe challenge because I learned to take a greater leap of faith and have received an abundance of rewards. I'm anxious to see what God has in store for my family. Many blessings and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hugs, Sarah Rico. Isn't that amazing? The blessings, heaven's window of blessings was open because of a willingness to take not only that, she was already a tither. But taking it a deeper step and even that of uncertainty and took it to the next level and said, I'm going to start tithing based on what I think I should be doing in the future. That's awesome. Here's another one. Hey, I just wanted to send a quick update. Since accepting the challenge, blessings have been coming in the almost everywhere. I was approached by my manager and told she wanted me to become a manager of our store. I got to the management, I have got to go to the management classes tomorrow and Tuesday. This past week, I was blessed with a new car. My transmission was failing on the old car that I had, and I received the new tires for the inspection I needed at the end of the month. I was also blessed to be able to find someone to watch my daughter while I work this week. Still trying to find an affordable sitter for her, but I was able to find a sitter for my two boys. God has definitely been good to me, and I know he will take care of everything in due time. Rosa Salazar. Hey guys, my family and I have tithed in the past, but never were able to be consistent. This time, we, were, we are dedicated to making the first things first in this vapor of life if we, don't, if we get to live, that we get to live, and that is God. When we were not tithing, it was like there was something missing in our walk with Christ because we knew we were not sharing our blessings for the greater good of humanity. We get paid on a monthly basis, so to see that much money go away at one time of our account is scary, but the reality of it is it's only scary in our, for our minds, but the heart feels complete. Not because God says to tithe, it's, it's, more, it's much more than that. After I was saved, you begin to see the world through Jesus' eyes, which is a much bigger picture of what really matters. With his eyes, it's easy to see how much we are blessed. And we know we just know ten percent can really make the difference in people's lives. Our tithes lets us change people's situations without having to be there. It completes our walk with God and may even help us start someone else's walk. Matt Harrison. You see, they saw the blessings. They saw the, what their tithe was going on. Matt was able to see that his blessings may not be able to see the blessings here, but it might be down here in the road of eternity. You know, today is a different day of, of response. Today is the response of, are you willing to take the challenge? Are you willing to step out in faith and trust God with your finances completely? And by making that first step, are you willing to tithe? In your programs, if everyone pull out their program, you've got this card. It's the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. And, and you don't have to do this. I'm not forcing you to do this. I'm saying if you feel God touching on your heart, do it because there's blessings coming. And I love what Buddy has done. I've never seen any other church do this, but this is what he says, and, and he's put on this card. His buddy and Gabe said this for the 90-Day Tithe Challenge. And if you fill this card out, and today's date is the 17th of January... And you can mark that as a, as a key moment in your decision to follow, walk on the narrow path. It says this, I would like to test God's faithfulness by accepting the SFCC 90-day tithe challenge. I agree that from the date below, my household will contribute to God through SFCC. A tithe equal of that of 10% of our income. Remember, the first 10% of all that God has given you. At the end of the 90-day period, if I do not believe that God will bless my life as a result of my obedience to that of Malachi 3.10, the test challenge, then I can request a refund in the full amount of everything I've contributed to the church in the past 90-day period. I also understand that when I receive my refund, it will be within 30 days of the written request because Howard needs to make sure it gets all through and everything like that. If you are willing to take that challenge, to step in there and trust God with that today, then print your name, sign it, your email and drop this in the bucket as the, uh, the ushers come by this morning I, I can almost guarantee you with most certainty and an uncertain decision that you're feeling right now but with certainty that God will bless you because of this these were only just a few stories of many many stories that could be shared with, by people here at Salem Fields are you willing to, to walk the narrow path today are you willing to stay on that path and make that choice to follow God today? During this next song, our ushers are gonna come by and they're gonna collect our regular tithes and offering. Maybe this is your first time tithing. Maybe this is your first one. You can mark today as that day as you put that card and maybe your first tithe in the bucket as it goes by. Maybe you were like, well, I wasn't planning on tithing, but I, I don't have a checkbook with me. That's okay. You can go out to the giving kiosk. You can use your debit card out there. Or you can go online. If you're watching online, there's the give button right up there in the right-hand corner. You can go home and you can get on sandalfields.com and you can give through, through the online way. Be obedient to what God has for you. Allow God to speak to you and give what God wants. Be like Denise, a, joy, a, a joyful giver. That's what God wants. He wants joyful givers. Don't give out of Feeling guilt or shame, give because you joyfully want to give and you want to obey his commands. That you want to make that investment into eternity so that others may have the opportunity to come know Christ in the future. Whatever God's asking you to do, I ask that you be obedient to that. As the band sings the song, the ushers are come forward. And as the bucket, after the bucket has passed you, would you stand and we'll continue to close out the service together as we'll sing the song.